Hey, it's your Kali. What's up? Warning. 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 You are about to listen to facts, stories, interviews, gossip, and much more fascinating things that will be so stunning, there's a possibility that your mind will blow. This show will start five, four, three, two, one. What's up, guys? You're listening to WLPN LP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpen Radio, broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolokali in Little Village. Hey, what's up? My name's Cecilia. And, and I'm Yahaira. And today <laughs> we will be discussing about an important topic, gender roles, and a lot of important topics uh, that have to do with the LGBT community. And we'll, we hope you enjoy this show. It's a really touchy subject, many would say, but it's also good to know the things that not a it's, lot of people will tell you about. It's good to know about, you know? about facts outside of yeah, the world. Things you don't know. Yeah. So we hope you are ready for the show and we hope you enjoy. Stay tuned and listen to us, please. And we will have a song first to start the show. Lady Gaga, Born This Way. Enjoy. You are listening to Lumpin Radio. Good job! Hey guys, we're back. And we're going to talk about female roles, actually, in society. Alright guys, well, to start off with some facts, bound, uh, according to Boundless.com, gender roles are based on norms, standards, created by society. Uh, in the U.S., masculine roles are usually associated with strength, aggression, and dominance, while female roles are associated with passivity, nurturing, and subordination. Kind of like a mother-like a kind feminine of type of nature. Thing. Yeah. Nature, yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of things we have to cover <laughs> about this. To start off, um, clothes. Yeah, you're expected to not wear any male clothes or things that are, let's say, masculine, not, maybe. Yeah, masculine. That lack femininity. Personally, I think that um, a lot of uh, skirts, clothes, dresses, yeah. all, all of that, like, girls are expected to wear those kinds of clothings. Even though this bit, this has been going on since, like, maybe, like, yeah, it's the 21st century and all, but there are still people who still see women as this fragile, delicate, delicate fragile type of uh, person. person. Yeah. In a sense. And uh, the clothes thing, I'd like to address that clothes really don't have gender. There's just something to wear to cover yourself with. So it shouldn't matter what we wear. Yeah, Just wear whatever's comfortable. Well, growing up, I was like, I'm talking about this like maybe five, six years ago, 
I, that I was in my tomboy stage. I remember my mom would always, you know, constantly pick on me. Not not to the point where it would annoy me, you know. But she'd be like, well, why don't you wear dresses? Why don't you put your hair up? And, you know, I was just this little rebellious girl. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to wear pants. I know that's what I would constantly wear. Sweatpants, loose sweaters, you know, all that kind of stuff. I always ask my dad for his flannels. Uh, I, <laughs> You know, it's like guy clothes are like really comfortable. I, I, I feel like they're more comfortable than the clothes that girls wear a lot of the times. A lot of times I see them as more tight-fitted, something to show off your curves type of thing, which doesn't work out for some people yes. as well. Skinny um, jeans. From my experience with my parents, uh, my mom always wanted me to look feminine. And I'm non-gendered. I'm uh, non-binded, basically. And I like to look like a male one day. So I will usually wear male clothes, but she didn't approve of that. She would always tell me to go change or something, or like, you look like a boy, you should go out and change. And I'm like, Mom, that's the point. I remember I had this friend um, in eighth grade, and she came out of the closet, I think, in the middle of freshman year. Uh, we go to different high schools. Uh, I'm a sophomore currently. But um, yeah, she came out of the closet during the middle of her freshman year. But during eighth grade, you know, uh, her mom started noticing that she would dress kind of like a guy. And she would be like, well, there's this word in Spanish that's uh, it's called marimacha. It's basically not a vulgar way, but kind of a disrespectful kind of way to call a girl. Kind of tomboy in Spanish, but, you know, it's, 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 it's a rude way of saying it. And she would constantly call her that. And she would get so annoyed. I remember she would come to school crying. And I guess it was really hard for her, you know. I I personally identify myself as straight. So I can't say I have been in her shoes. I have had a similar experience. Even though, you know, the reason why I would wear kind of like guy-like clothes was because, you know, I just didn't like being girly. But in her case, you know, she was trying to express herself as not being straight, you know, as as being homosexual, you know, being lesbian. And her mom was, you know, that kind of, she's used to uh, traditional Talking about mother's expectations, why don't we talk about, like, the house rule expectations for females? You're expected to stay at (laughs) home and take care of the kids. And it's like, no, I want to be out there and complete my dream. Even if I do, I still get paid less than a male. That is true. And I don't understand why that has that's been you know sometimes you know you you put yourself to think when did this start of like why why does it have to be like that i find it really rude to say oh you have to be in the house you have to wash dishes you know housekeeping moms uh our respect to you guys but you know it's like you shouldn't see that as an expectation you you shouldn't expect all women to be like that you know i feel like they should feel free to pursue a career like for example be a cop i know that it seems as a much more aggressive kind of role to play but you know women should be able to do stuff like that get jobs like that and be paid equally well talking about jobs we have an audio piece that was apparently written by me but i completely forgot about it (laughs) Uh, it's called you pay he pays Wait, are the check, please? Here's your bill, sir. Thank you. 
Darlene, would you like me to pay? You're on a lonely date with the girl of your dreams. You just finished an amazing dinner and now preparing to pay the bill. But what's this? The girl is reaching out to pay the bill? No, this isn't right. Men should always pay, right? Scene two. Here's your check. Oh, I get these, darling. No, 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 no. A gentleman should always pay. You're on a lovely date with your Prince Charming. You just finished a fantastic dinner, now preparing to pay the bill. I mean, why shouldn't you? He's got the taxi. He made your world a little more happier. So you should take it, right? Should a woman pay? Should women buy stuff with a guy? These questions are always answered with a big no. The man should always shower the woman. According to Huffington Post, for every dollar a man makes, on average, female workers make 77 cents. Ask me that lovely little girl. All right, well, that was Yahira's piece called You Pay, He Pays. Changing the topic uh, a little bit, as we know, women have been treated as inferiors to men for um, these past years uh, until the 21st century, which is just when things kind of started to change, escalate to, you know, a much more equal level. Uh, in terms of like how society views us, we have more freedom now, feminists and all that. We still got a long way to what go, though. Yes, we do. So, when were women allowed to vote? I remember that was a big thing. So, that was August eighteenth, nineteen twenty. Around the twenties. Uh, yes, the nineteenth amendment to the U.S. Constitution granted American women the right to vote, and as we know. At the time the U.S. was founded, its female citizens did not share all of the same rights as men, including the right to vote. So this was 1920s. Now that we are in 2016, there is a female presidential candidate currently running, and her name is Hillary Clinton, as many of you know. What is your opinion about this? Uh, Do you think she's got it? There's a lot of controversy about it, that's for sure, but just... Skipping all that, what do you see? What do you see? Do you think she has a, a shot? Is she going to be just as good of a, uh, of a president as any male candidates and any male presidents these past years? I mean, I'm happy that she's a woman who's uh, going for the presidency. Um, I think there's some things that I see from her that are a little not in. I don't know how to say it without, like, insulting. <laughs> um, there are some things she shouldn't <laughs> have done. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, but it looks like she's got it. And out of both of the people who are running for president, I, I will vote for her because she seems to be more less crazy. <laughs> See, Donald Trump would not... I just... I don't think he would make it. But I'm happy after 20 years from... 20 years a <laughs> hundred years at least from when we started voting now we have a chance of having a president who's female yeah and 
I think it's she she would also, you know, have a major influence on the daughters of all those parents out there in the US. I think they to be able to see a female president running their country that that's that's big, you know. It's it's going to totally take their dreams to a whole other other level knowing that they can do it and that they have the potential and that the uh currently Clinton is you know a living proof of it. I'm talking about the past. I I guess right now we have it more easier now for young girls and women of our time. But what about the past? Yep. Let's see what girls in the past never imagined that. All right, let's check this piece out. Yes, uh, you know, they say a woman's place is in the home, and uh, I suppose as long as she's in the home, she might as well be in the kitchen. I wish I wouldn't have to live in the 1950s. What if I lived in the 70s? stage of my life, in my 70s, I'm more eager for new adventure, and in my, my mantra to myself is say yes, do it, do it, you know, in other words, and I never regret anything I've done, I've, I only regret things I haven't done. Or the 90s. that echoes forth from this conference, let it be that human rights are women's rights and women's rights are human rights once and for all. And among those rights are the right to speak freely and the right to be heard. 
Maybe even 2016. Baby, this is what you came for. Lightning strikes every time she moves. I'm so glad to have the opportunity to create this makeup brand. Thank you all so much. If only that could really happen. Every day it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Hey, hey, hey. We are back, and that was Aurora's piece called What If Woman in the Past. That was a really good piece, though. It did show how much we changed over the years. Yeah, and, you know, it's... Uh, I like the ending, definitely. That was a good song. But before this piece, we had um, your piece, Yahida. Uh What was it? You pay, he pays? Mm-hmm. And, well, we're going to connect to that. Now switching from women's roles in society to men's roles in society. So right now we have another guest and his name is Jerry and we're going to be talking to him, you know, based on his point of view as a guy. Yo, Jerry. What's up? Hello, girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Um, what's up, guys? Yeah. So, Jerry, um, talk to us about your experience as a male in society. As a male? Well, I mean, there's, like, a lot to talk about, but, um, so, like, going to the he pays, or what was it? He pays, he pays? Something like that. You pay, he, he <laughs> you pays, pay, he pays. pays. Um, in my opinion, or my, from my experience, um, it doesn't matter who pays, but, like, I think it's a proper way if, um, let's say if, uh, I invite someone, obviously, if I invite them, I'm paying, or if they invite me, I'm assuming that they're gonna pay, but uh, let's say if it's uh, like a casual date, um, in my opinion, it doesn't matter. Like in my opinion, I always pay because I feel like that's a like a good deed for the day, you know? Like, oh, we're going out, I'll pay, don't worry about it. It's kind of like a split thing. Like, oh, I'll pay for food and if you want, like we're gonna go to the theaters, she could pay for the tickets or buy popcorn or anything like that. But um, I think the, in, like in nowadays, it's like people expect for the guy always to pay. So, um, but I feel, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like if it's a couple, they should trust each other and know each other well that, um, it doesn't really matter who pays as both of you guys enjoy the moment and both of you guys like enjoy the dinner, you know? How nice of you. Well, going straight to the question, are you dating someone? Yes. <laughs> oh, Jay. How do you do it? For like, uh, for like what? Like, what do you mean? Paying, Paying? Um, your role as a guy in the relationship? Well, I mean, I always pay. Like, I feel like that's a. I I feel generous, and I feel like it's a good thing. Like, if you pay for someone's meal or for someone's movie ticket, I feel. I don't know. I feel like 
I don't really care about the money, in my opinion. I just pay like, oh, okay, we're going to go do this and go have dinner and then go to theaters and have fun or go out somewhere. Would you be offended if, you know, your girlfriend offered to pay or if she paid? No, know? I wouldn't. All right. That's good. Talking about that, like, do you guys go out because you say it or was it because, you know, she offered saying like, oh, can we go to the movies and then you pay for it or what exactly? No, well, well, usually like we're bored. We, I just say, oh, we're going, we're gonna go out. Like no questions asked. Like we just go out. Or if she's bored, she's like, oh, let's go out. And then things just go ahead from there. <laughs> it's more the fact like, are you expected to pay? It's more like it. It's uh, yeah, it is gratitude most likely, but sometimes people expect the male to pay because it's not exactly something that's in their thought. Or it's like because he's male, he's gonna pay. No, it's more something that that's stuck in our mind, like, he's going to pay because he's a he. It's not something we actually thought about. It's just something that is input into us. No, uh, like, every time we go out, we always ask each other, like, oh, do you want to, like, are you paying for it or do you want me to pay for it? Like, we both, like, we both ask each other, like, even if we go to a gas station to get some chips, like, she'll ask me, oh, do you want me to pay for it or you got it? And then, well, it just depends on... If we say yes or no. But we don't. We both don't get offended or anything. It's just like, oh, do you want me to pay for it? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's casual. It's not. For us, it's like, that's the norm. It's not weird or odd. All right, Jerry. Well, thank you so much for um, <laughs> uh, telling us your experience with, with your girlfriend and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and who pays and stuff like that. Um, uh, next up, we have our next guest, and his name is Brian. He has and lovely hair. Yes, he has lovely long hair, and we will be talking to him about his, about lo his lovely hair. His view in society <laughs> and his love life, yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> his view of how society sees males and what roles they should play. All right. Well, what's up, Brian? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Well, tell us um, what is. I'll start off with this question. What is a stereotype in society towards men, directed towards men, that really bugs you? Well, it's actually curious that you asked me that. It's most of the people expect men to have short hair. And ah. in my case, I do not have short hair at all. <laughs> he has the longest hair I've seen. <laughs> I think you have longer hair than my sister. You yeah. definitely have longer hair than me. Exactly. And I've seen it a lot. Just people think that it's not a male thing. They, yeah. They says just like for girls, oh girls like they have long hair. Like, they like they take care of their hair more than men. Men they just cut their hair and, and a lot of stuff. But I mean, it's it bothers me a lot actually because I mean you can do whatever you want. It's not just one male thing or one female thing. I mean, girls cut their hair as well. Like why yeah. not? Like why can't I let my hair grow as well? Have people ever judged you based on this? Mm, well, sometimes probably they'll be like, "Oh, well, why do you let your hair grow? Like, you, like you you trying to look like a girl or something?" Like, no, bro, this is just like how I like it. So like, you're trying to make me say like, since I'm a man, like I should like have it short, you know? Like, Would you say this is coming? Uh, these type of comments come more from girls or boys? Mostly boys. Boys. Ah. What do girls do? The girls do, they just want to touch my hair. 
Do you ask me, do you straighten your hair? I'm like, no. Do you put something in your hair? How is it naturally straight like that, though? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, for, like, people... So you don't have it as bad, you know? Like, people don't judge you as bad as other people. But, you know, like anything, there are probably other people who have it more worse. Um, What would you say to guys who have long hair and are, um, you know, constantly... Being judged, being for judged it. about this. What I mean, you How would they have to stand up? I mean, they should not care at all. I mean, it's what it's whatever. And um, they should like start ignoring those ignorant people that keep thinking this is just a female thing, when it's actually not. I mean, they're complaining about men, but like, what about women? Like, they actually like, they also have like short hair, like. It, it is a thing, you know. It's it's like it's it's the fashion of it. It's yeah. all about fashion. It's like however they want to look, not however it's supposed to be, according to them and, and society. And so, what would you say to people who are criticizing those, like guys or girls? Chill, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can do whatever you want. What if you're doing something someone doesn't like, it and they say like it's part of something else like wouldn't it bother you as well i mean it's not it's not actually bothering you physically or emotionally they just have long hair that's exactly it. Like, exactly it's not affecting them at all yeah, why, why are so you why are you trying to stop them from being something that they they want or something that they want to do why are you stopping them from doing that well thank you so much brian and thanks to you yeah thank you for sharing your point of view and next off we have a song and Keep on listening to us, guys. are listening to WLPNLP Chicago 105.5 FM Lumpin' Radio. Broadcasting live from Studio Y, Yolokali in Little Village. Now we're going to be talking about something that a lot of people should know about is LGBTQA. Let me explain all of them. L is for lesbian. G is for gay. B is for bisexual. T is for trans. Q is for queer. And A is for alliance or sometimes asexual. Well, Yahara, you told me that uh, you have some definitions for us today that are not included in LGBTQA, in the term. Oh, that is too much. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let it rip. Uh, we got P, pansexual, or polyan, poly, and, poly, I call it poly. <laughs> pansexual is not similar to bisexual. Bisexual is actually when you are interested in two groups. 
pansexual is when you're interested in mostly all groups. You don't care about the actual if someone is gay, lesbian, transgender, or anything of that role. The sexuality. The sexuality, yeah. basically. Yeah. You don't really care about the sexuality. Poly, polyandry, I cannot pronounce that word, no matter how much my life depends on it, <laughs> is when you're in a relationship with more than one person. A lot of people will confuse this with uh, a, re- a certain religion. I can't remember what it was, where... Um, one male will be with multiple women. This is not the same because usually that doesn't involve consent. Uh, when you're with a relationship with more than one person, it's consent. Uh, and then we have asexual. I don't think a lot of people know what that is. Asexual is when you usually, I, I may explain this a little wrong, when you don't have sexual feelings for your partner. You are in love with them. You love them very much, but you don't have that sexual feeling for them. Uh, there's a bunch more I can explain. I can't pronounce this the name. I know there's uh, demisexual, which is more of a sexual, where you're more attracted to your partner in a sexual way rather than a romantic way. And then there's panromantic, which is you're in love with someone, but not in the romantic sense. You're more looking for that someone for either friendship, company, certain like that. All right. Well, that was that was interesting. Um, so you said that um, asexual, uh, it's like not having sexual feelings. There's um, there's also a more biological definition, and it's uh, not involving the fusion of gametes. So I have no idea. You know what? Gametes. Let's search this up. But as you were saying, like, is that like a lot of people have argued that you know it's not, it's not something that's like you know um. As some would say, possible, since like, uh, given the human nature, it's typical to have, you know, sexual feelings. Yes, what that would you is, say about that? That is actually typical to have sexual feelings. Sexual is not when you're completely off with sexual feelings. Sometimes you have that attraction. It's human, but these people have less than other other people. They usually are not sexually attractive to their partner they usually have more love into it and not saying that other relationships have more love to it they're just not um physic they're not physically (coughs) sexual with their partners as they don't feel it at any times or in some cases are sort of disgusted by it i'm pretty sure there's another meaning for asexual um but yeah that's usually it there was also another one that i didn't explain Mm-hmm. Which was earlier th- that I told you non-binding, non-binary, uh, a gender, which is when someone has either no gender or both genders, where someone will say that they are either a they, or he, or sometimes it's like he, she, and they. They usually define themselves as all of them. All right. Well, so would that include a transgender, or are these two separate different things? Those two are two separate things. All right, to clear things up. Well, before we get to our next part, uh, we're going to read some comments in our um, in our chat at WLPN. And so we have one uh, person who asked us that uh, their mom's old-fashioned, she's nice, but... She doesn't know how to, she or he in this case, um, we don't know. Um, you say them, This person doesn't you know, know how to 
come out of the closet to their mom, what should this person do? So, I'm not the best at explaining this because I did try to come out with my mom, but my brother did come out to my parents a long time ago and they kicked them out. Uh, since then, he's kind of been in the worst situations I have ever seen in my life. Um, and I hadn't seen him for about six months now. Um, and then there's my other friend who refuses to come out to her parents, his parents, as transgender because he knows that they will not accept him. So the best advice I can give you is just, it's all on you. You should, if you feel that you really want them to know exactly who you are, and you know that they will keep the relationship and you feel it that you just you want to come out to them then you come out to them but it's it's where you explain to more of your friends um this is my experience i talk to my friends all the time about this type of stuff and well i try to they're all in a different type of group so they all understand this certain areas where you can't talk to someone about it because they know that it maybe they won't accept them, maybe they will, they never know. It all depends. If you love your mom and your mom loves you, then you should. But this is all my opinion. Um, I, I more recommend of going to an organization or someone with experience, more experience than I do because I have very little, <laughs> to, um, to talk about this. Um, to go to an organization that helps uh, explain your your parents. Yeah, there's uh, there's tons of organizations, guys. You know, asking us, like, in my opinion, I think what this person should do is, if you think that your mom isn't going to be able to take it, this is the best way. Uh, you know, go to an organization. You know, sometimes parents, it's it's a lot of stereotypes and being old-fashioned, you know, they don't always know how to move along with time. And sometimes they don't respect that. So there's organizations, uh, LGBT youth organizations, that help kids come out to their parents. They uh, offer counseling. There's also homes for uh, homeless teens that belong to the LGBT community. So in case, you know, it happens like, like Yahira's brother, you can always find assistance here. It's, it's you know... It, it's hard, and I, I could never imagine going through such a thing. It's just, I feel like it would be extremely difficult. As I said before, I can't put myself in the shoes of someone belonging to this community, but my advice would be, you know, get help from professionals. Yeah, get help uh, from professionals and uh, get as much people who support you as you can. Yeah, they have the facts. And they have the best help, the best tips that you could get. Because, you know, you need someone with experience, whether they've been through it themselves or whether they've uh, helped other people who have had these problems. So there's always uh, counselors in school as well. But the best thing, if it's to that extreme, LGBT youth organizations, guys. So shout out to that. And we hope that you guys can, um, you know, move on and achieve the goal to this person. I hope I hope the best for you. And now we are going to move on 
to a naughty piece composed by me, and it's called Cold Nights. It's related to a trans uh, an experience of a transgender uh, teenager who's a girl, identifies herself himself as a boy. And we hope you like this piece. I hope you like this piece. And listen to it. It was a cold night. I've always liked cold nights, but not this one. The cold fury wind, the leaves falling to the floor, crumbling and dying. I walked into the room, the music pounding loud, the dance floor packed. When people took a first look at me, they stared. A stampede of staring eyes seemed to follow my every step. I wore a maroon dressing shirt and black dressing pants. I tucked my hair under my black hat, my bangs I pushed to my side. It made my hair appear much shorter. I suppose that's what drew the attention. I didn't mind them. I thought I looked nice, handsome. Yet my image still seemed to concern people. Especially my mother, of course. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> that woman is tough, I'll tell you that. Sometimes too tough. I didn't mind. I could normally take her hits. However, that night, things completely crossed the line. James was there. He was about to say hi, but my clothes were a tad bit too scandalizing that he forced himself to turn around <laughs> to think I liked the bastard. My cousin, <laughs> the queen of the party, it was her birthday after all, started ranting about how I was supposed to wear the maroon dress and put my hair in a bun along with the glossy silver hairpin she had given me the other day. I told her I never agreed to that. What? She threw a tantrum, screaming and whining, Get her face turning bright red. Get out of That's here. when our moms approached us. My aunt was obviously upset, but my mom... <laughs> she was at a whole other level of pissed. She dragged me outside to talk to me alone, and the first thing she asked was why I was dressed like that. I didn't say anything at first, which got her even more mad, so I told her the first thing that popped into my mind. At least my shirt's maroon, I said. She stared blankly for a moment, then the palm of her hand struck my face, hard. She drove me home after that. She told me to lock myself in my room and not come out, not even for dinner. I didn't listen. I chased after her before she could leave. I didn't want her to leave angry. I attempted to grab her hand. She snatched it away immediately and pointed her finger to me. Don't you ever pull this little game of yours again. I took a step back. This isn't a game, I replied. It never was. Oh, really? She asked with a malicious grin. She snatched my hat off and my long wavy hair fell to my shoulders. She pulled it. Look at this. Look at your hair. Ow, stop that. Stop, please. I tried to remove her hand. She pulled harder. You're a girl. You are a girl. Your hair, it's long. Your body, it's a girl's body. Your voice is a girl's voice. Snap out of it, Elizabeth. Elias, I corrected with a shaky but clear tone in my voice. It's Elias. She let go of my hair and threw me to the floor, started kicking me in the ribs nonstop, over and over and over. 
You're hurting me! I cried, tears running down my face. You're not such a man now, are you? She teased and gave one final kick that ended up hitting my nose. I then heard my own nose crack. Enough! She yelled. She slammed the door and left. I didn't dare to open my eyes until I heard her car drive away. When I opened them, the first thing I saw was a pile of blood next to me. I raced to the bathroom and covered my nose with a messy stack of wipes and squeezed hard to stop the bleeding. After I was done, I walked to my room. It was freezing. I had forgotten to close my window earlier. I changed into some warm clothes, threw the bloody ones in a trash bag, and I began packing. As I did, a rush of thoughts raced through my head, but not one that could convince me to stop from making the decision that I was about to make. I wondered what it would be like to be able to dress how I wanted and not be judged for the solid reason of what my gender is. I wondered what it would be like to not feel the torture of menstruation every single month, not to be stared down behind the doors of the school locker rooms, bombarded with questions about why I don't shave every day like a normal girl should, about why I don't use makeup, or why I never wear dresses to parties, and why skirts aren't my thing. I was tired of all this nonsense. This was never an issue about my sexual orientation. Sexual orientation and gender identity are two separate, different things. Yet nobody understands. I walked out the door, locked it, and headed to the bus stop. This was going to be a new beginning, no matter what. I didn't know where I was going. I just knew this was not the place for me. I tried my best to explain to people what was happening to me. I've tried so many times. They never listened. She never listened. So now, it was time to be the bigger person. It was a cold night. I've always liked cold nights, but not this one. And we're back. That was an amazing audio piece. Thank you. Did you write, <laughs> did you write the story or? Yes, I, I wrote the story. Um, this wasn't an experience based on me. It was a real experience though. It was based on something that happened to one of my friends. Um, I'm not gonna say his name, but you know, he went through a really rough time coming out of the closet to his parents, to his mom in this case. And, you know, I I just, I was so impacted by, you know, so shocked of so much abuse, not only the emotional abuse, but the physical abuse that he had to go through. It was, you know, it was just so mind-blowing. And I don't know how he made it. He did leave his house. He is currently... um He's actually doing really good. He's on his way to college and he's, you know, he got a scholarship. He told me all about it. He's he's making it on his own. He's living with one of his friends. He's doing a really good job of moving on with his life, you know, and he is, you know, such an amazing role model for me. And I did this story based on something that happened in his life. And yeah, I I, I made 
an audio piece about it, and I wanted to share it with you guys, especially in the show. And well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was really amazing, though it did capture many of the experiences that I heard of from some of my friends who came out with their parents and their families and things like that. <coughs> um, I think the best that I can say for everyone who's coming out of the closet to either their families or friends is that there's going to always be someone supporting you. And Yeah, it's, it's not the end of the world. And speaking uh, of a place where you can get help here in Chicago, there's... Um, a home for homeless s- teens uh, in the LGBT community called La Casa in Humboldt Park Logan, uh, in the Logan Square area. And just in case if any of you need this advice, it's right here. Um, La Casa, once again, in Humboldt Park Logan Square area. Um, I think that <laughs> this was, this really, man, I got chills right now, you know? <laughs> Uh, um, the piece will be up on SoundCloud, and thank you everyone for saying it was an amazing piece, because it really was. It really was an amazing piece that you wrote. Yeah, you know, I just, I really like writing a lot. And, you know, to be able to make it in a piece that you can hear, that you can feel, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's really, it's really amazing. And, you know, this was dedicated to all of you guys out there um, that belong in the LGBT community. My respect to you guys. And, you know, just keep it going. You know, you give life your best shot. And don't give up. So, our last thoughts are to you guys. We wish you the best. If you ever uh, need um, any more advice, we will be having more shows in the future that will be related to this subject. Because there's always things changing. And, yeah, just, you know, hit us up in the chat in, our, in lumpen in radio chat or in social media yeah, or in social media follow us on instagram guys any advice any suggested topics we should talk about in the future just you know let us know and we will gladly do a show for you guys you know and yeah thank you so much for having us for listening to us and we hope you continue listening to us in the future and well yeah Thank you so much, guys. Wish you the best. If I could begin to be half of what you think of me, I could do about anything. I could even learn how to love when I see the way you act, wondering when I'm coming back. I could do about anything.
Hello, it's me. I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope it's because you're listening and enjoying our amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, amazing, astonishing, highly amazing production. If not, you should listen to our radio show, What's Up, again. In the meantime, we'll be working on the next one here in Lumpin' Radio. So stay tuned to our next amazing, outstanding, terrific, wonderful, inspiring, delightful, funny, breathtaking, astonishing, highly amazing broadcast. I hope that you are informed about the awesome parts of life and that you will have a splendid day. Don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud at Yolokali, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Tumblr at Yolokali, or visit at yolokaliartsreach.org for more. We are the robots. We are the robots.